2: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, (sighs) and feel new?
0: Y'all ready? Go. Welcome, this is Michael Call this World Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts Super fly, nice guy And pray if you need the word
2: While
1: dressed to the nines
0: Come on, get ready for the star search winner An
3: OG three times, this ain't no beginner Whether you in your house, you on your break or out to dinner On your job, in your
1: car, turn it up it's a movie Michael Call, Michael talks to everybody Michael Call, yeah. Michael talks to everybody Michael Call, yeah. Michael talks to everybody call, yeah. You know what it is, shawty, what it is
4: Yes, sir. It's your boy Michael Kaya. Michael talks to everybody. That is ERR, y'all. So you know, ain't no telling who I'm be talking to. Man, I talk to stars. I talk to folks, just regular folks on the street talking about extraordinary things. But here we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna chop it up. And one of my great friends is here today, Mr. Hill Harper. Before I tell you all about who he is, I'm telling you the topic is impact. Arts, politics, and technology. Hill Harper's an actor. Man, we know him from more things that I could even. Ne- I bet you people don't know you as a married with children. That was like one of your first things. Oh, yeah. One of my first roles, married
2: with children. I played Aaron on Married with Children, one of the only people that ever saw Al Bundy as a hero. That's right.
4: You saw him as a hero. Oh, my goodness. So so this this great guy, man. I love you, brother. Um, He went to Brown. Now, you have, are you sumo cum laude for the at, at Brown, I was magna cum
2: laude, and I was valedictorian in my department. And then at Harvard, I was cum laude, and I, I graduated from the Kennedy School of Government with my master's in government with honors. And then Harvard Law School, I graduated my juris doctorate cum laude
4: from there. Yeah, dang, you be top of the class, top of the class. So, what kind of parents do you come from that makes oh. you so focused on knowledge? And oh, I mean, man. I was—I'm
2: so blessed. My, my my father and my mother met at Howard. Uh, medical school. They both went to Howard University Medical hey, School. H.U., you, you know. You Come on. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud that many, 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 many years later, Howard asked me back and, and presented me with an honorary doctorate. Um, and I felt like I'm a double bison now because, but for Howard, my parents never would have met and had me. And then Howard gave me a doctorate. So I, I got a double a double bison lineage And and so proud. Proud of that, but they both were physicians. My father was a psychiatrist. My mother was an anesthesiologist, one of the first Black female anesthesiologists in the country. And my father has since passed away. Passed away in two thousand one, um, unfortunately, way, way, way too young. But my mother is still alive. She uh, she lives with with me and my son. She's Yay. with us. Uh, we're looking after her, um, and uh, and she's she's gonna live a long, long, long time. She's so healthy, gets her workouts in and, and just, she's such a blessing. And so uh, uh, my educational lineage comes out of my parents, um, emphasizing that if you have education and knowledge, no one can ever take that from you. And it also buys you options. I often Mm -hmm. say money and education are the same, are very similar. They both buy you the same thing. And they say, what do you mean? I said, say, well, neither one gives you happiness, right? Neither one." gives you a a, a guaranteed success, Mm -hmm. but they both buy you the most valuable thing you can have, which is options. The more money you have, the more options you have, the more education you have, the more options you have. And if you actually maximize your options, then you can maximize your life. And so that's, um, that's why education is important to me. And obviously that's why uh, money is important too, right? Um, wow. It's very
4: important. Well, yeah. it's not God. Money is not God, but it is the lubrication of life. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to say you can't really actualize your dreams if you can't pay your damn rent. So it's important, but we got to keep it in the right place. What, what what level of importance is it? You know, yes, sir. God God is first. That's absolutely. And, and, and if God is first, then that means joy is first.
2: You know, you just said put money in its place. That's why I mean, this is just sitting on my desk. You would have thought that this was planted, but that's why I wrote this. My book, "The Wealth Cure." Look at the subtitle: "Putting money in its place." There's wow, a, money! Oh, let's say money has a place. Right. Although we listening, the subtitle says putting money in its place," but, but the it, wealth cure. It's called the wealth cure, and that book put was, money
4: in its place. What do you mean by that? Put well, money in its place.
2: Here's the deal: We're dealing right now with a widening racial wealth gap in this country, mm. and just to Contextualizing. In 1863, mm-hmm. when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, black people in America held a little less than 1% of American wealth. Today, 2023, y'all, okay, 160 years later, black people in America still have less than 1% of American wealth. Wow! And so if we don't actually wow. deal with the wealth problem and cure the wealth problem, that's why the mm-hmm. book's called The Wealth Cure, if we don't cure the wealth problem, we can't solve all these other problems that are so important for us to solve. What do I mean by that? We talk about social justice, whether we're talking about police brutality, whether we're talking about um, 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 y- mass incarceration of our young men and young women, whether we're talking about health care disparities shown out by COVID, whether we're talking about uh, education gaps, lack of graduation, all of these different things. Mm-hmm. The one thing that the communities that are hit the hardest by all of those things have in common is what, Michael? Economic fragility, yeah. poverty, yeah. no lack one. of wealth, cross-generational wealth transfer. We can solve many of these issues by actually undergirding an economic base in these communities and curing the cross-generational wealth problem. And so, so that's a lot of the work I've been doing recently.
4: Is there a way to say how we do that? In a simple way? Or is it a long conversation? I mean, how do it, we do that? It, it's,
2: it's both. And it's both. And it is, it is, it is simple, but it's not easy. And that's the thing. It is simple. And what I say simple, it's so when I launched the tech platform that I launched called the black wall street, which is available, it's right. in Apple downloads, Android downloads, you know, Google place, Apple, Apple play store at Google, play, whatever. It's available everywhere. You download it. And then I encourage people to learn to dollar cost average into any type of investment vehicle they decide, but setting away money on a regular tempo basis so that we can start to build foundational wealth to then utilize that for access to capital you know, all of these things are, are inextricably linked. And we have to focus on financial literacy first, because we have $1.6 trillion of spending power in our community, Right. yet a dollar leaves our community within six to seven hours. So it's very difficult to build cross-generational wealth if we don't maintain a network effect or recirculate the money that we earn.
4: So can we... Do we have an easy way to go about teaching people how to do that? Does yeah, your book, you come, for instance, you tell you an easy app, way?
2: You come on my app and you listen and you learn, and then you start making different sets of choices. Most people don't realize how little it takes if you do it every day, just like working out, mm-hmm. just like eating right. Money's the same thing. It, a lot of folks like, oh, I'm going to invest all the money I got today because I know this is the hot thing. Rather than saying, you know what, I'm going to figure out a way to take $5, $6 a day, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put it here. And no matter what's happening in the market, whether someone's saying it's going up or mm-hmm. it's going down, I'm going to keep $6 a day. You still get $6 a day. That's what dollar cost averaging is. And then you don't even have to be a market watcher. You don't have to waste your time. The most valuable thing any of us have, Brother Michael, is mm-hmm. what? Time. That's more valuable than money. Yeah. And if if you spend all your time stressing about the market or this up, down, what should I do? You don't need to be an investment expert to say, I'm putting $6 a day away into this ascending value asset class. And there's a Mm. whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of them. Say that
4: again ascended.
2: Ascending value asset class. That means that over a long period of time, Mm -hmm. the value of whatever asset you're putting that money into is going up. Now, it may take a temporary dip, but over time, and this is what we talk about having a long time horizon into your investment strategy. And so real estate is one example of that. There'll be real estate highs, then real estate drops, but over time, for the most part,
4: It'll keep building.
2: It'll keep building, particularly if you're investing in higher value areas and higher value neighborhoods. We all know the difference between a higher value neighborhood and a a not so higher value Mm -hmm. neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Buying real estate where there's a bunch of pollution and chemical problems and all sorts of things, that's not a great long-term strategy. Buying property or, or getting involved where there are parks where there's outdoors, where there are quality schools, the schools yeah. that's a higher value. So we just understand the difference. It's just like when people talk about stocks, think about Google stock, a very high value stock. Mm-hmm. Now, some people say, no, no, no Google stock is so expensive. Go over here to these pink sheet penny stocks and buy those because you can get a whole lot more shares. They only cost two cents a share. As a, as in Google, you have to get a fractal share because you can't right. afford a whole share. But the value of the company itself, the underlying value, is so much better that it's actually better to have a fractal share of Google than to have ten thousand shares of this penny stock exactly. go to zero. Exactly. Understanding ascending value assets and ascending value and high quality assets. If I put my six dollars a day away in ascending value assets I'm able to build over time.
4: Okay, now realistically, you have a huge brain. Your background of education is off the chain. Most people like me spend, I know I'm smart but I get mostly got street st- street learning, you know. And,
2: I wanna say this brother Michael, street learning and book learning and classroom learning, they're all interchangeable. Meaning true. no no type of learning is better than the other. There's right experiential learning. There is cultural learning. There is book smarts. There's classroom learning. There's online learning. All of these, there's apprentice style learning of just being there and observing observational learning. All of that is all of its value. I don't think that just because I have two graduates from Harvard, I'm any smarter than any brother that's learned. He's gotten his PhD on the streets. He's mm-hmm. learned things or she's learned things right. that have made them infinitely smarter than me in many ways. And right. hopefully we can work together and share mm-hmm. our brilliance together as a community.
4: So we elevate each other. Exactly. We bring a different body of knowledge. Each one of us with a different learning pattern, different Absolutely. things. That we get from no question of that. But what I was trying to get at is that because of your wealth of education, these, some of these terms you're saying, throw me, cause you know, I, I mean, I, I was aggressive in in uh, high school, I didn't even. In- Grade school. I didn't spend three years in eighth grade for nothing. Um, <laughs> but but some of the sometimes oh, you might son, you
2: know what's crazy about that, brother mine I <laughs> saw a picture of you in eighth grade. I was wondering why you were so much taller than the other kids. <laughs> I, <just> thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just had a growth spurt. I didn't know. I didn't know you were there for three years. Okay. Well,
4: I'm I'm loving this dollar cost average save something. Even if whatever it is, how, no matter how small it is. When I was an addict, I used to think well, I smoked crack. I said, man. I need me an ATM machine. You know, I'm thinking about get one, put it in the house, put it in the kitchen, wrap against refrigerator. Cause I was going out there twenty dollars a time. Might as well do it at the house. But in a in a wild kind of way, I was doing dollar cost averaging there. Cause I needed another twenty, and mm. then another twenty. Except man, I was giving directly to that guy who was handing mm-hmm. me that right. But. Uh, we, that just throws were us back to the it into a decent, Hey, you were putting it into a
2: descending asset class.
4: A descending asset class. So the value would keep going down That's instead right. of up. Right. The more you use it, the more the value of you and your body and yourself goes
2: down. That's descending value.
4: Mm, okay. And you we're doing it the other way, though. We ain't doing that. We're doing saving a little bit, saving a little bit before you know you got a lot. Yes. And okay. it starts oh. to grow. And here's the deal ascending value assets it starts to
2: pick up momentum and grow in in, in and of itself. Why is this so important? It's so important is because so many people in our community have what we call a cash money mindset, meaning we keep our money in the mattress, we keep it in cash in a bank account. Mm -hmm. And what happens is inflation makes us poor every day. Here's the analogy I want people to put in their head. Every time your head is the pillow, if most of your money is in cash, every time your head is the pillow and you go to sleep, you wake up poorer the next morning because Everything has gotten more expensive. So that same mm. dollar doesn't purchase a dollar's worth anymore. It purchases less. And, that, and then it purchases 80 cents worth. Then it's worth 70 cents. Wow. In real, even though it's the same paper, that's why putting it into ascending value assets helps you hopefully beat inflation. And it's going up in value faster than it. it the dollar is losing value. Mm. That's why it's critical. We have to shift the mindset of our community to get into investing in it and getting out of cash and into ascending value assets. If we don't do that, we're going to continue to get poorer and poorer and poorer.
4: Damn. You know what? We're going to take a break because I got to go and cut open this mattress to get that money out there. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey when we come back we're gonna pick this back up uh impact what's the impact of arts politics and technology i'm here with hill harper michael talk to everybody one day i might even talk to you so anyway we'll be right back. Want gonna sell some soap see you in a minute
3: are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh then it's time for an upgrade The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
1: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
0: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
5: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, And the stakes have never been higher.
4: And we're black. I mean, we're back. Hey, y'all, Michael talks to everybody, has a fantastic guest today, Hill Harper, my man, a hundred grand. And you know, you talk so eloquently and so brilliantly about finance that people could forget that you also are an artist, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and not just married with children. The Good Doctor is one of the greatest, sharpest, smartest dramas out. You're on that. You spent nine seasons on CSI, CBS, Get On The Bus he got game. Did you actually play and he got game? Would you shoot the ball? Everybody. I played with all pros. So (laughs) me,
2: I was the only non NBA ball player on the team. And he got game and spike made me do a whole audition. I'd already done the movie, get on the bus with him. So he knew my acting chops, but when he wanted me to do this role, he said, man, I got to see that you can play and look as good as the NBA ball players. And the beautiful thing is I grew up playing. And so I was able to show him my skill set. So, all that's mm. real. You know, all the all the NBA players I played with, uh, they were they were duly impressed. Uh, mm. I must say. In fact, me, Denzel and Ray Allen had a knockout game where we played and Denzel thought he was going to beat me. <laughs> it's funny. And we made a bet that Denzel, he said, whoever loses, got to buy the other two a, a dinner at a top quality restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, and and so if you really break down the bet, that was really Denzel betting he was going to beat me because he certainly wasn't going to beat Ray Allen, you know, up until Steph Curry, the greatest three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. And so Denzel ends up losing. I end up beating him. Me and Ray are like, yo, D, where are we going to dinner? Denzel <laughs> slammed the ball down, had a few choice curse words for <laughs> each of us. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't put sore, I wouldn't put a, a, a
4: amenable loser at the top of his uh, resume. He <laughs> uh, yeah. ain't happy about doing no losing. <laughs> that is great. So now you, that's the arts part of you. Yes. Let's talk about the politics. Mm-hmm. Are uh, well,
2: we talk? Go ahead. No, 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 Well, I'll just tell you, you know, you mentioned impact arts, politics, technology. Mm -hmm. It seems that in this world, you know, I've always thought about impact and legacy and Mm. how do we leave a legacy through positive impact? And when you mentioned get on the bus, when I did get on the bus, I had the chance to sit next to Ozzie Davis, who God rest his soul. And he would Mm -hmm. tell me stories about Malcolm X coming to his house for breakfast with Ruby D in Harlem. He would tell me stories about being out on a picket line. He talked to me about his relationship with Harry Belafonte. He talked to me mm. about how Paul Robeson inspired him to be more political. He talked to me about Sidney Poitier, God rest his soul. And when we think about how there is an intersection between arts and also being politically active, Ozzie Davis said, you, Hill, you have to use any platform you have in the er- arena of politics because politics directly affect our community in, 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 in cogent ways. But then you have to now, I believe, add on technology because technology has been morphed. It's been used to infiltrate the minds and the bodies and the housing. Mm. It's everywhere. Here's my problem. We carried on our bodies the information we get. We don't know if we can trust it or not because someone is disseminating to us through our devices. Arts, politics, and technology are inextricably linked. We can, they're, they're all morphing together. And, um, and that's why I think we have to have our eye on all three. And we have to work in all three to make sure that we are telling the truth and inspiring new generations in terms of what they see artistically, what they hear informationally through the technology, mm-hmm. and what, how we move politically with what policies we put in place and how those policies impact each of us. In fact, brother Michael, have you ever thought about running for office?
4: I think you would be you would be great in office. Um, uh, I don't know. You know, I ran upstairs to my upstairs office a minute ago, and <laughs> I, going. I was <laughs> winded when it was over. I could, oh, I thought I was going to lose a lung. Uh, no, I I, I, don't, I just I don't have an interest in that arena. The only thing I really care about out of these three is the art. You know, I know it's arts, politics, and anti- but I really just care about the arts. I really want to be a great artist, but I also really want to be a great humanitarian. Yes. So when I see that in your description, that rocks me, you know, because I came really... I came to California to be a star because I had started doing comedy in the street. You know, I was acting and I, but I wasn't making no money. I was acting. I was starving to death. And then my friends taught me into coming into the street and doing street performance. I was like, dude, I'm not going to do no comedy in the street. I ain't no fucking street puppet. I'm not doing nothing like that. And then they said, well, just come with us, you know, once and watch us. And I went on a day, and they filled the bag up with money at lunchtime. I said, Oh, I might be able to do this. So I started doing that. And, they let me go right after them, and right away, white folks just came up and hand me money, and I had to look behind my back and nothing. I said, "Damn, how I much think I like you
2: it. Make? This is interesting to me. How much would you make doing
4: that? Okay, like, for like first one day. Question. Like, how much would come in? First day, I made a dollar and eighty-five cent. Now, this was in '85, and a dollar eighty-five. When all I did was two little shows, I thought I was doing something. I came back the next day, I made five dollars and eighty-five cent. Uh, the second day. And then the third day I came back and I made like three dollars. And I was like, man, I got to I got to go do my homework. And the guys who was working with me a street performance said, brother, your homework is in the street. So I came back the next day and I stood in front of Marshall Fields on State Street. And I said, OK, this is the goal. This if is I can- Chicago,
2: right? It's Chicago, Chicago. Southside,
4: yeah. Chicago, downtown Chicago. Yeah. And I said, if I make fifteen dollars, I'm good. I made thirty. I said, oh, I might stick with this. So the you next remember, day. You
2: remember a joke you told that day?
4: Uh, the horse and the zebra. Horsey horse was talking to the zebra, rapping to the zebra, trying to pick the zebra up. Find the zebra say, hey, what do you want? The horse says, you know what I want, baby. Now get over here and take off them pajamas. So anyway, it was corny. It was corny. But it got a little laugh because, in fact, all I had was three jokes and a poem. And the poem was by Oscar Brown, Jr., You remember Oscar Brown Jr.? Mm hmm. He's a great. So he had a, a poem called No Roaches. As this grave topic, one approaches care and feeding of cockroaches. By this fact, one is quickly struck. While seeing roaches run amok, call it destiny or luck. Roaches show do love to fuck. There's no creature in existence who is fucked with such persistence. Roaches can't leave fuck alone. Therefore, just hold your own. In your household, make it known that you want them fuckers gone. No roaches. There's no pest that quite encroaches on your privacy like roaches. That's what makes me so irate. Roaches' nerves too fucking great. When they're hungry, will they wait? Hell no, they'll invade your plate. From me, they'll receive no quarters. They survive fire, wind, and waters. Oldest critters on the planet act just like they're always ready. to Take your goddamn bed for granted. Some say, cool, but I can't stand it. No roaches. No more same when it's noches. To a household full of roaches, knowing all up in the wall. They've been fucking on the crawl. Having them a buggy ball. Listen, roaches. One and all, if I see you, bam, I got you. Adios, la cucaracha. Not that I find killing fun, but one of two things must be done. Off you or get overrun. Therefore, I say nada, none. No roaches. And that was my shit. I had three jokes and I'd tell them I got a poem coming, but they had to pay first because the joke, the poem was the hook. If you do all your shit first and then ask people to pay you, man, you ain't going to make nothing. They all turn and walk away. But I say, hey, look, I get my money first. Then I got a point for you about them goddamn roaches. I said, I hate roaches like bad kids. They only come out when you have company walking all on the ceiling doing acrobatics and shit. And then I go into no roaches. So that's all I had. I had three jokes and the no roaches point. And I said, okay, if I make 20, if I make $20, I'm happy. I made 30. So mm-hmm. the next day I went and stood next to the water tower place. And this was a Saturday. I said, man, if I make $40, I'm going to quit everything else I'm doing. At the time, I was a student, full-time student at Chicago State University, full-time actor at Free Street Theater in Chicago, raising right. a son as a single dad and doing, um, and and at the Wabash, um, the Black Hawk on Wabash was a restaurant where I was serving tables. I said, if I make $40, I'm quitting all this shit. I'm just doing jokes. I made $84, brother. Them people walking past me to go to the Water Tower place, they stacked my bag. I went in there and count that money. I quit everything else, man. I just did that's comedy amazing. four days a week and that. Here's
2: what, the qu- here's the question I have mm-hmm. for you about your mindset back then. You your goal mm-hmm. was 40, you made 45 extra dollars. Did you invest yep.
4: that extra 45 in an ascending value asset? No, I think about a, a pepperoni pizza uh with the extra <laughs> onions and the bell peppers. <laughs> uh, and then we we got a sack of that them them funny cigarettes, don't have no writing on the side. And uh <laughs> We sat on the curb and laughed about it, so no actually, but that that got me that made me want to be more of a star than ever i was mm. I know I was acting, but I was really making money, and folks would come up to me, and I was moving. Oprah would come to the show because I was staying on uh Oak Street. And perform. And she went to a restaurant that was near me. Sometimes she would come and she would stand there and and pay me. And I was like, man, they like this. So that's why I came to California. And it's good because it's bringing me back to what the the original question was about being a humanitarian. So I came here to be a star. That's why I came to California. Mm -hmm. Then I get to Venice Beach and I discovered the people, humans. I discovered people. I realized that. You know, I was working with homeless people, the people laying lay out there sleeping, but they're getting high. They're doing all kinds of different things that, that brought me down to humanity. And I realized I came here wanting to be a millionaire. Instead, I wanted to be a billionaire of being. I want to be mm. the greatest human I could possibly be. So instead of trying to make a living, I live my making and my making shall make my living. So I would go on that beast. First thing I do is go buy 10 meals, brother. They, they ain't cost but nine cents. You ain't get no meat. But you got toast. You got eggs. You got grits. When you're sleeping on a the, on the park bench, man, that's a meal. Some jelly? Man, that was it. So I get ten of them. I pass them out every day. I go down to Venice. I pass those out. Then I start my show, and it turned out that the homeless people and the raggedest people were all the kindest people to me. They would all mm-hmm. come over and they had conversations. They was nice. So I realized it wasn't about me finding me. It was about me finding you. Mm-hmm. Until I discover my brother, I don't discover myself because I ain't at home. I'm at your place. And once I embrace you then we're both home. And so that's what I seek to do. And even in my comedy, the use of my comedy, it's always about healing. It's always about bringing people together. Even I get through with the joke. I'm always putting the information about we are one in this. And if we don't pull it together, we're going to tear this whole thing apart, man. Because, you know, the impact of it.
2: Now, hold up. When, bro, brother Mikey, when you, when you start this whole thing, you said people don't know you're a motivational speaker, man, you are the motivational <laughs> and, uh, you know, on the QT. And I love that. I hope that you've written up what you said. Cause, cause, cause people need to be able to read that on their own rather than always just hear it. You know, mm-hmm. let me know. And I'll post it on my, my, my social. Cause I want to read that. I agree with you. We, I always talk about Dr. King's quote where he said, mm-hmm. we're all tied together in a single garment of mutual destiny. That's basically that. saying the same thing you just said. My that. destiny is inextricably linked with yours. And so if you're homeless, I'm homeless.
4: That's right. You know,
2: and if you're hungry, yeah. I'm
4: hungry.
2: Because because
4: we turn a different corner and we just switch places. Do you remember when killing somebody meant something? Hmm. I mean, I remember when if somebody got murdered, that rocked the whole world. Somebody got killed. Now it's every day. It's five, six times a day you're hearing the stories because we're sort of becoming sort of, I don't know, dead. Desensitized. Yeah, desensitized. And I am here to rock the world, to remind people that God is great. And if God is your God and he's great, then you're great because you're all right. It's going to be all good as soon as the swelling go down. God's got your back you're inside, to outside and all the way around. And for me, he's the head kooka and bottle washer of my life, the king of the universe and the rule of my soul. Mm. So I want to be able to impart that information to other people and say, look, if you just follow your heart, if you just keep God first, there is no impossibility. You can do anything. You can be anybody. You can be anywhere. You can do anything. And so I like the impact of this conversation. I don't know how we can get it in no 30 minutes like we try to do. But we got a little bit talk about some of the arts, some of the technology. I really loved what I learned about the dollar cost average. And and I do have money that's not in banks too. And I need to start putting that in a way that it actually makes some money for me, you exactly. know? So that's one of the big things I'm I'm focusing on is financial literacy this year. You know, I, I make a lot of money, but I messed up a lot of money because I shop and I go, Holy I go shit. get shit I don't we even need. Do. And that's yeah. what—that's
2: why money. There's too much shame around money, right? We we don't want to talk about it. There was a study that came out that said people are more likely to talk about infidelity than they are to talk about their credit score and and and, and how much credit card debt they have and money and how they spend it. So the the point is is that. Listen, we've all made horrible mistakes around money. We all could want redos mm-hmm. with money. All of that is true, but it's okay. Yeah, Every, it, like you say, everybody has messed up with money. That's it's right. just for some people who who have backstops and support that you never see their mess ups. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The ex-president had like, what, 85 bankruptcies right? around talking about, you know, et cetera. So so we have to understand that no one's exempt. But but if we don't talk about it, we can't learn and we can't grow. And that's, that's why it's right. important, you know. And so I I appreciate you so much. I appreciate your transparency, your candor. And you inspire me, Brother Michael.
4: I love you, brother. I appreciate you and all the wealth you brought to our show because that was wealth. All that knowledge you gave us, bro. I hope that your post when it's coming out, too, on your pages, too, because I want everybody to hear me and you talking together. I Absolutely. That. Absolutely. You're, you're an amazing man, greatly accomplished. My blessings and prayers go out to your mom and even your, to your father during his transition. You know what I'm saying? Um, you could tell when somebody had parents or not. You could tell, you could look at some people and say, oh, that motherfucker, you know, he ain't handle parents. You could tell about how people carry themselves mm-hmm. if they was raised and you came from something and you you had to drive in the energy to turn what you had into so much more. And you're a great example. And I love you. I appreciate how you stand in our community, brother. Thank you. Thank you. you. God I bless appreciate you. you. Man, that's Hill Harper right here on Michael. Talk to Everybody. everybody everybody that's everybody. right i love you king and god bless you real good thank you thank and th- you god bless for saying yes i appreciate you bro. thanks so much bye now hey that was it y'all michael talking to everybody hill harper for real man and how great is he how smart how focused how plugged in i love that brother and he had to stop he is in the middle in the middle of shoot um the the uh the which, which he's on the good doctor right now and he was had a you know, check out of there a little early so he can come here and do this for us. So I'm very, very, very grateful. Thank you to Hill Harper. The topic today, as we said, is impact. Impact arts, politics, and technology on our society. And with Hill, we ain't just talking about Black society. We're talking all society, baby. Let's get it right. Okay, God is great. You ain't too bad yourself. Remember this. Life is a garden if you dig it, man. So go on, dig it. Enjoy this blessing that's called life. Is yours, man. And don't forget what he said about, I love that dollar average cost. Just save $10. Just do that. If you can save $10 a day. So let's say, save $70, do $70 a week for just three months. No, don't, don't look at it and be counting and keep it up with it. Just keep stashing that 70 and see what happens. And I want somebody to reach out to me in three months and, and tell me how your financial things started to really solidify because now you're becoming, you're starting to have financial literacy. We got to jump. I'd have gone over time The producer over there. She keep hitting her watch. I, gotta go, I got to go Got place to go and people to do. You've been fantastic. God is great. And I'll see you on the next one. And Hey, Anybody can follow this show. Just go to iHeart or wherever you purchase your podcast. I'm your boy, Michael Kaya, and God is great. See you later. I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael talks to everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram. Just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya. One, three, five. I have a very sexy webpage called the real You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign. Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I, I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh, my goodness, the Michael Coyne morning show. That's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs>
5: visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50 percent discount off the paramount plus with showtime annual plan offer ends july 14th subscription auto renews restrictions apply
0: whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com.